If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. What's up, Tim? What is up, Bless? And rounding out the crew for today, it's the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, everybody. T yeah, definitely a little off-centered, our shot right here, but it's okay, you know? It's, Tim's a little closer to Wait, Blessing. That's me, then. I can move. There we Boom. go. Boom. It's also a wide shot. I'm not used to seeing this wide. It's so wide. Look I at love it. Hello. Fancy boys wide. doing wide I things. I love it. So many things to talk about today. You guys on this kind of funny games cast because of course this is the show we do each and every week where we talk about the latest in video games man <laughs> so i legitimately guys i went through i was just like all the dirty news you need to know we yes. rank review recap movies hey. you know and all that stuff no no this is the games cast where we talk about video games and all the things we love about them that's what it is of course you could watch it every week on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we will be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, who always makes me smile, Undertopian, David Mintel, Mind Freak, Mind Eric Freak. Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Al Tribesman, <laughs> Jason L., James Davis Makes, Nanobiologist, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Garrig, and Donald Eccles. Y'all are the best. But if you don't have a buck to toss our way, that's cool. When you're out there on the Epic Game Store buying video games, buying your V-Bucks and all that stuff, make sure you use our code KINDAFUNNY, and we will get some of that money at no extra cost to you. So thank you for your support. A little bit of housekeeping for you. Uh, P.S. I love you. The new episode this week, a spoiler cast of God of War Ragnarok that I highly recommend you guys check out. It is us. It is Greg. And it is the director, Eric Williams, breaking down the entire game, talking about the making of it, all that stuff. And there's some megaton bombshells in this episode. If you're going to if even if you weren't planning on watching it, at least watch the last five minutes because there's some, some realness going down in that that I'm really excited about. Um, and a fun little tease, some housekeeping for this very episode. We're going to talk a lot about Pokemon. We're going to talk about some Somerville. But Greg Miller got to sit down with Karen Fukuhara from, we know her from The Boys. Oh. We know her from Bullet Train. Uh, and we're about to know her from Callisto Protocol that's coming up very soon. Holy so that's cow. really exciting. Greg got to interview her about Callisto Protocol. That will be to end this show, this episode of the Kinda Funny Games cast. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. Let's get right into it. Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, they are out there. The review embargo dropped last week. We didn't have enough time to fully beat it and all that stuff by then. So we're like, let's hold off just a little bit. Blessing being the lead reviewer of this one. All three of us have played it to some extent. We'll get into all of that. Gen 9 of Pokemon. Bless, as the lead reviewer on this, mm -hmm. what score would you give it on the kind of funny scale of 1 to 5? Uh, so I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. Uh, it is a 4 out of 5 game that 
I fucking adore and love and have been addicted to even past beating it. Like if you've heard me on podcasts, right, you've probably heard me talk about how I'm not usually a completionist kind of person. Usually I am like, let me mainline, finish a game, get my experience with it, and then move on to the next thing, right? I don't have time to be 100% in games. And also that's not where I necessarily get all my enjoyment out of it. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet, I beat it about a week ago, right? Like I beat it pretty much the day before the uh, review embargo went up. And after beating it, Usually that's where I'm, when I'm, for any game, I put it down and I move on. Uh, I've been playing it since then, right? This is the rare game where I'm like, actually, no, I kind of, I don't want to leave this world. I'm actually enjoying this so much. And so much of that comes down to the steps forward that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet bring to Pokemon. Uh, I am historically, for the last, I'll say for the Switch generation, right? The Switch generation for me was the moment for me to get back into Pokemon because I was very much, you know, I was super into Pokemon Blue, super into Pokemon, the, the gold generation, super into Gen 3. Uh, I was a Pokemon kid, right? So I played a lot of Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2. I watched the anime. I was there as a kid. But then I had a falling off point toward the DS and 3DS era just because I didn't have a DS or a 3DS. And so I was so excited to get back into Pokemon during the Switch era. And the Switch era for me was kind of, uh, or has been a, eh, you know, kind of thing when it comes to me playing Pokemon, just because, you know, Pokemon Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee was very much the casual, hey, we're coming off of Pokemon Go, let's make something to speak to that audience kind of game. And I enjoyed it for what it was, but it didn't set my world on fire. Pokemon Sword was the one I was like, all right, let's go. This is it. The next step, I played it and I'm like, ah, okay, it's just more Pokemon. Like, it's nothing great. And also, it turns out Pokemon hasn't evolved all that much, huh? right? Like, po hey, hey. Uh, Pokemon has pretty much been the same, you know, over the years. And that was kind of my learning point of that. And I was like, all right, is what it is. I'm fine with it. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, I was curious about because that was Gen 4. That's that's where I dropped off, and I was curious to see, like, all right, maybe I can use this as a jumping-off point to get into that generation of Pokemon. Got halfway through that, and I was just like, I'm bored. You know, I'm not feeling this. This isn't my thing. Uh, this is not what I was what, what I was looking forward to out of a Pokemon game, so I, I put that aside. And then Arceus came out a few months later, and I was looking at, at that as the, oh, shit, this looks like it's going to be my console Pokemon that I've been asking for since even the N64, right? Like, give me a, um, uh, an open world to explore. Give me, you know, realistic Pokemon, yada, yada, all this stuff, right? I start Arceus, and it comes out, it just when it comes out, an unfortunate time, right? Because there's uh, Horizon, Elden Ring, Sifu, Dying Light 2, all these games coming out around that time distracting me from it. But then it was just that thing of, ah, this isn't what I want out of a Pokemon game, right? It's different. It's a fresh take. And I know that people out there love RCS, right? But it didn't. It just turned out to not be for me just because of how uh, much it veered away from the things that I like about per Pokemon personally. So leading into Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I've been in that place of Pokemon fatigue, right? All right, Pokemon is just a franchise that's not speaking to me as uh, an adult Pokemon player, right? Somebody who wanted to see more, more evolution out of the series. Uh, upon starting Pokemon Scarlet, I was utterly shocked by how, I, after what, two-ish two, two -ish hours uh, into getting in, into the game, walking around the environments a little bit, seeing, like, the direction they were taking in terms of, all right, yeah, things are a little bit more open. Here's the three big mainline quests that we want you to, uh, to embark on. And also, here's all these tasks associated to, this quest, to these quests that you can take on in any order, right? Here are the eight gyms, and instead of a, um, a laid-out order for you to take, take these uh, gyms out in, just take them on how you want, right? Explore the world, have fun, uh, uh, you know, go wherever, right? The true open world feel and formula. Getting into that flow of it and actually, like, 
it actually playing out that way where I'm like, all right, I'm going to go left and I'm going to like figure out what's over here and tackle things at my own pace. That shift was alone enough for me to go, oh shit, all right, this is pretty fun, right? I got into that for for quite a bit. But uh, for me, the thing the thing that made that that has made my Pokemon Scarlet experience special is that the more I played it, the more and more I got hooked on it, and the more and more I feel like they they've addressed so many of my concerns and my qualms with Pokemon. I think the Pokemon designs this time around are a step up. I've 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 met my new favorite Pokemon right in the in this game right my new favorite like groups of Pokemon not necessarily my favorite Pokemon all the time but like Pokemon like Tandem Mouse and Mousehold like that's my shit. Uh, there's a Pokemon I forget if it's new for this generation but there's I think it's called like Cerulege or something like that. Looks dope as fuck. I love it and like the list goes on in terms of Pokemon that I bet in this game where I'm like I really enjoy this design. This is really cool. The character designs in general, the gym leaders, the characters that you meet, your rival, um, the the teachers at the school. I've been I've seen so many character designs where i'm like damn like they're actually doing it like i am actually interested in these characters the story i would say it's a step up from pretty much any pokemon story that i've experienced in the games that i've played i really enjoyed the story and where it went this time around and just the pure freedom of gameplay has done so much so much for me right this is the pokemon game that i would i would say is the my turning point into Going from, oh, man, Pokemon's boring, Pokemon's not doing it for me, to me now being like, no, I'm obsessed with this one. I am fully into this one. That all comes with the caveat of the monkey's paw curling. And even and this game being my dream setup for a Pokemon game, right? The, the Mankey. The Mankey paw. The Mankey. Thank you. The Mankey's paw curling. And, and <laughs> this game just having just terrible performance, right? It is the frame rate being inconsistent throughout inconsistent right? but consistently below anywhere it should be <laughs> yes and i've been describing it as consistently inconsistent whereas the fact that like the the frame rate is constantly chugging but also because it's constantly chugging my eyes get used to it and i'm like I, I after a while i forget that it's even chugging right i get immersed into it but it is very noticeable frame rate drops in this game it is uh bugs where you know, I experience and not just the bug type Pokemon, right? Like the actual bugs in this game where, you know, thankfully throughout my experience, I didn't really have that many bug bugs. But now that the game's out for everybody, there have been things that are shared where I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, that's a thing you can do in this game. There's a video um, that was circulating from I think it was IGN where uh, they found out that if you're playing handheld on the switch, if you press forward on the analog stick and you connect a pro controller, and you press forward on the pro controller as well as the as the Joy-Con, your character will move twice as fast, which is fucking crazy. Uh, there was another one where if you like if you're riding on your on your uh, legendary Pokemon, right, the one that you, you get early on in the game, uh, it, when you're riding around on it, if you want to climb a surface, usually like if the surface is too steep, you'll try to climb and then your Pokemon will slide down like any other open world game. If you turn around and jump up a surface backwards then you'll get up that surface. I've been exploding the hell out of it. It's great. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. The Mario 64 tactic. Yeah. It's ridiculous, the, the lack of polish that is in this game. And funny enough, that's like my main critique. If that wasn't a thing, I think this would be my, my five out of five Pokemon game that I'm like, oh, man, they've done it. Like, this is my, maybe my favorite Pokemon game of all time. It just runs so bad is the thing that is so unfortunate about this game. And it's a thing that, like, it's so bad on docked, like to the point where I, I would describe this game as nearly unplayable uh, docked, right? Like there are times where I was playing it on my desk that way because I wanted to charge my Switch and legitimately it was annoying. I was like, this is this is straight up bad here. Handheld, it plays better, but there are still uh, a lot of issues to it. So uh, 
with that, four out of five is still where I stand on it. I enjoy, I enjoyed it that that much. I know a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna be like, oh man, like the, with this performance, giving it a four. But like you gotta understand, I fucking adored my time with this game despite that stuff. But uh, yeah, the performance is, is rough. And that's kind of kind of where I come down on it. Andy Cortez, I'm really interested. What do you think about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? I'm kind of right there with Blessing, along with a lot of other people kind of in our space where, yes, the game runs like absolute garbage. This is one of the most unpolished things you can experience on the Switch. It's not just the Switch's hardware. There are games that are prettier and bigger that run better. It's clear that Game Freak just didn't have enough time with it. Um, Presentation, pretty shitty. Like, the amount of times that there's a legendary Titan Pokemon you experience that just has like a dumbass animation. And you could tell that we want to do more with this. However, there's so much in this world that we have to work on that we just can't give everything the love that it needs. Uh, it seems like Game Freak didn't have enough time to really develop this like they would have liked to. Uh, it seems insanely rushed and the game is still super fun and super addicting, uh, addictive. I'm, I've played this way more than I played Arceus. I, I put maybe around eight hours into Arceus. Just wasn't my jam, and I think a lot of it was all the other games that came out around that time. But for whatever reason, I, I can't put this game down. Um, I Even when I'm not streaming the game, I'm still busting it out, and I think a lot of it is that this game has a lot of different ways for different players to enjoy it, um, whether you're like, yeah, I thought I would just want to go through the story, and I think this game actually has i finally got to a point last night where you were presented with a hook in the story that i was like god damn oh we're okay i wasn't okay. Ex- i yeah. wasn't huh? expecting this and when i played sword and shield i thought for the most part like i'm just ignoring most of this doesn't really matter but they finally kind of came up with a an idea last night that really meant something and was good uh and i was like god damn okay game freak i wasn't expecting that um on top of all the other bullshit they sort of give you this game just has a lot of things to explore. Uh, going back to your school and talking to the teachers is something that I often forget because I'm so busy just in the world trying to find this one Pokemon and I got to eat a fucking spicy sandwich in order to help myself find this Char Cadet, this Char Cadet little night fire Pokemon because I goddamn Crocolore, the ugliest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Goddamn <laughs> the second generation or the second evolution of Foy Coco is the ugliest dude I've ever seen. Um, and I finally evolved into the third one, and I was still pretty let down. Um, but I am, I think because it is so easy to, quote-unquote, catch them all, it's become so addictive for me. Mm-hmm. Where in the old days, walking through a pixelated uh, hedges and bushes and stuff, and you don't know what you're going to fight, that... I never, ever felt incentivized to go do that. Like, the level of RNG there was just too much for me. I felt it was so inconsistent, and I hope I find this Pokemon and not just another fucking Weedle or whatever. But here, being able... Like, the thrill of seeing a Pokemon you haven't seen before is always super exciting. It's funny. People in my Twitch chat right now were like... Uh, or last night were like, oh, wow, you, you're excited at older gens of Pokemon. Like, which Pokemon have you played? And I was like, I've played all of them. <laughs> I've only played, like... Three hours into like Gen three <laughs> up until Gen seven or whatever, you know. So you only really get the like normal types, yes. the flying types, and the bugs. You yeah. never get to meet the ice or dragons. I never <laughs> see the, I never see the cool ass ones. Yeah, but I, I that thrill is still there. It's still super exciting. Um, I 
I don't know whether I prefer this to Arceus's method of just throwing a Pokeball and hopefully catching it. I still think that I overall enjoy battling these random Pokemon and leveling them up and maybe finding a Pokemon that I am um, kind of rec like, hey, you should rec I recommend you leveling that one up because that one turns into something cool. All these threads are there and all these sort of story paths that you're mentioning, Bless, of not only the, the gym leaders, the usual sort of shit, but also this version's, this game's version of Team Rocket. Yeah. Try to, like, stop their plans. Um, there's a lot of different things to kind of concentrate on, and it can get a little bit overwhelming at some moments, but I usually just kind of get distracted by whatever thing I'm closest nearby. Yeah. Last night I looked everywhere for a pair of glasses that I really wanted to find. Really sucks that you can't dress up your dude. It's what the fuck? Really, really sucks that you are just stuck to your school uniform. I think that's Wait, like... Are? Yeah, it's such... A, like, you can change your shoes and your socks and You're, your... You have four outfits. It's spring, summer, winter, fall versions, and that's it for your... Oh. You can change your clothes. Or you okay. change your shoes and your socks and, like, a hat or whatever, but... You always have your school uniform on, whether that's like mm -hmm. the shorts and the button up with a tie or like a or pants and a button up. Like you're always gotcha. in your school uniform. And if you play Scarlet, it is more of like a navy and purple outfit. And if you play um, uh, Violet. Violet, wait, sorry, I said that backwards. But if you play Violet, it's that. If you play Scarlet, it's more of like an orange, orange shorts. Oh, mm -hmm. weird. That's great. And like you can't change that. And that shit doesn't match with like anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I found like some dope ass shoes. Because uh, one really cool thing I like about the shoes is like not only do they have um, these high top sneakers that are like red, blue, green, blah, blah, blah. But as you keep going, you'll find like the poison color yeah. scheme of shoes or the ice color scheme of shoes. And I bought these sick ass poison ones that are like pink and purple. But I, then I realized I can't change the pants. It's clashing. Anyway, that's a whole big thing. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. Like, again, it runs like shit. I know. I know it runs badly. I've experienced much of it, much of it handheld, uh, a bit of it also docked. But I'm still having a lot of fun with it. And I, I just hope that we get to see more and more optimization and patches come out because this game is, like, so close to being a perfect Pokemon yeah. game. Like one more complaint all throughout there, I think, are some of the... The ways in which, like, the Pokemonisms of this game can kind of get in the way of itself. Like, Andy, I think you were mention mentioning this both, like, off mic. but the I mini games? Yeah, like, the gym tests and shit, where one of the early... Like, they're not all bad, actually, but, like, one of the first ones you, you'll probably run into is, like, a gym test that is, hey, go over here and take, like, push this giant ball into the goal. And that's what you had to do to face the gym leader. It's a big And it's mind-numbingly stupid. It is so it, dumb. It, <laughs> it, it is definitely one of those that you wish there were those accessibility settings like ratchet and clank has where you could pass the puzzle like skip the puzzles get rid of that let yeah. me let me uh, chris anka a friend of ours friend of the show um tweeted out like i wish there was just an option to let me skip the first three hours i mean there the has pokemon to be game. an option that was just i've played pokemon before yeah oh my god yeah it's Boom. just it's just like fast for i cannot mash these buttons fast enough to get through these cutscenes or to get through these dialogue uh, tree, not even trees, but just sequences. I'm listening to the same shit I've heard in every other Pokemon game for the first. And what, five like hours. A, another thing I would love too is like a fast forward feature, like through the animations. I know you can, in a lot of Pokemon games, you can turn off the animations for like the battle animations. Yeah. I don't think you can in this so, one. Yeah, I was telling you this. I was like, in every Pokemon game, you were like, oh man, it's so slow. I was like, oh bless, rookie maneuver there. You got to <laughs> oh, yeah. go and turn off the animations. And I looked here, I'm like, oh, wait, they're not in this. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, not in so this. It's just they're and it's you're like, stuck at that speed. And it's not even like the fact that like you know, because I like seeing the animations. I want a 
speed through the text because I know what double hit does. I know what moves are super effective. I know like it's all the all the shit that you already know the effects of and like what all that shit is. Just like get snappy in this. Like make it like Persona uh, uh, Five, right? Where it is. All right, you're in, you're out of battle. Because I hate like doing a. There's one move um, that um, uh, what's his name, Mousehold has. Actually, all of Mousehold's moves. Spoilers for Mousehold, I guess. Uh, all of his moves are like the multiple hit moves, right? Like he has one move that's called um, Beat Up, where it is for as many Pokemon are in your party, uh, that's oh. how many hits you will get. And I love. Use the move. Dun dun. Yes. I'll- Use the move. Dun dun. Use the move. And it God, was and, a triple hit. It's like, and, I know. God forbid you get a critical hit on one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude. boom. God. Dude, we're talking. Boom. It's like, come on. Let's just fast forward. Dude, this. every time Cloth, this big ass crab motherfucker, every time he's like in low health, he gets buffs and debuffs. For every stat. For every stat. <laughs> oh, so oh, when he yeah. gets oh, low health, it's, spe- it's attack up. Special attack up. Something else. Yep. Up. And then defense. Down. Another thing. Down. Here's what I'm saying. Pokemon Game Freak. It's the year 2022. It's the year 2023. Let's move on. Let's push this genre forward. Uh, I don't give a shit about moves that don't do damage. Okay. Get them out of here. I don't care about tail whip. I don't, I don't, know about I don't care about tail whip. I don't care about growl. Uh, tail whip. I'm with you. I'm winning these games without these moves. It, what I want is give me like. Tail whip drops your defense, right? It, it, it drops the enemy's defense a bit. Let, me, let it at least do like 20 damage so that I don't feel like it's a complete waste of a turn because I, I not only hate wasting a turn, it feels like a waste of time. And also status effects, let them only last for like four or five turns. I, fucking fighting electric Pokemon and getting paralyzed every move is a good, hell bro. that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. <laughs> you gotta get good. Bro. Yeah, you gotta get good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm with the, you on the, like to the, an extent with by the tail getting good, stuff. Hit a paralyzed heel. That's the solution. Or you know, you, you use the berries, use the abilities. Have, yeah, you gotta heal, man. You gotta, it's about I mean, the game. You, you, gotta, can, you gotta play you the can, game. It's just a waste of time. It's just like I hate having to just like the option is use an item. That's like the cure for this right now. Mm-hmm. I, it's just annoying. It's I, just annoying. Like on the flip side of the the way in which I think the Pokemonism is kind of getting away themselves, there are some things that I, I think really help the process, right? And um, you can now like there's no wild encounters now. Like all the Pokemon are walking around in the wild areas, and like you can just, you start battles by walking into them, or you can uh, press one of the, the right um, trigger to like throw a Pokeball that'll then start the uh, the battle with them. Or you can hit. R1 yes. or L or to just shoot your motherfucker forward and get all these materials. And yeah. that's what I love, it's right? It's the fact that uh, because all the Pokemon are running around, if you hold R, you will send out whatever your first, your lead Pokemon is. And you can basically have them auto battle Pokemon that are just chilling. And that'll get you XP and that'll get you materials that you can then use to craft TMs. And it is such a, I, I think, a great mechanic and process for that. And, and that's the thing is like, in terms of the Pokemonisms, I feel like this is the best we've ever had. And I feel like there's so much improvement to be made. So many things that we're talking about here are annoying and have been annoying for years. I'm not fully with you when it comes to some of the more paralyzing stuff, but when it comes to the items for those, why are things like X defense and X this and X that? Has anyone in history ever used those? Ever? Once? 
Like that is a legitimate question. I just mostly forget that they're there. And it, and it yeah. just like it just kind of there's a lot of I just know people extra that play stuff. competitively know all of those stuff, but it's like that's not the casual but audience. I, but competitively, that's you not, can't use items. That's not 99 of like the player base, you know. So it's like I just don't understand like why that type of stuff is in this game when it like is just not necessary when the Pokemon have those moves or like holding the items. Holding items is different. Mm-hmm. Using the items to d- add a temporary stat boost for one battle, just like I can't fathom that ever being a good I'm use with you, of a yeah. turn. I feel like there's a lot of fat you can cut out in that regard. Exactly. And then I feel like that's just where the menus just start getting a lot. And then it's like, we didn't need this. There's already enough going on. Um, but in terms of where Pokemon's been, I feel like every generation adds some new stuff, takes away some things. And like, it's always kind of odd, the choices they make of like what they keep, what they don't. How many hours in the game, by the way? So, so let, let's just start here, Eddie. I don't know if, if you heard me on Games Daily or anything. I was expecting to play. I was talking a lot of shit about this game before it came out. I was like, this is going to be the first thing I skip out on. I'm just, I'm out. Like, Pokemon's let me down too many times recently. Sipping the hater in. Um, sipping it hard. And I, admittedly, I was just like, hey, this is a me problem. I just need to back out. It's okay. But then Ash won the championship. And I'm all freaking uh. hopped up on this shit. And I was like, I'm, and Bless, Bless was really the one that was like, he kept looking at me while he was playing for the review. I was like, dude, this is it. I was like, I don't fucking believe you, you know? And then you were saying oh, all the tutorial stuff in the beginning. I'm like, that's the stuff I hate and can't get past. I expected to play this game for like three to five hours. I played 25 hours. <laughs> 25. Or the weekend. Hours. Over the weekend. Yeah, there, damn. Since the game came there's out. 24 I'm, hours about, I'm like 25 <laughs> hours in over several days. Yeah. I, I have not had a Pokemon game that I cannot put down since Gen 3 like this. Mm. When I was so, so into all of it, right? Like... I legitimately want to do every single thing. I'm going to catch them all in this. I'm Dude. doing it all. I already have 200 Pokemon, Andy. I have 200 out of the 400 Jesus. available. Right at this point, I have now done everything in the game, like all the the, the team stuff, the um, the uh, uh, legendary or not legendary, whatever the raid situation, and then the, I have one gym left to to do, and then the the rest of the game, whatever it has. It's left. weird that they count them all as badges. It, I wish they separated odd. it a little differently, but yeah. I like that they're badges. It's like, like I like you that have it seven adds badges, to it. Annie, I'm like, well, I've only beat like three bosses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like this game uh, has learned a lot of the right choices from Arceus and Let's Go and Sword and Shield and other just different generations and kind of put it together where I'm like, most of the quality of life. I think this is the most high quality of life a Pokemon game's ever been. Yeah. There's still so much room for improvement and so many little things I wish they would change, so many things I wish they'd bring back. One of my favorite features of the DS games was being able to use the the left shoulder button as a as A. So you could play the game one-handed. Oh. And it's just those little things that I'm like, God, with, with how repetitive so many of the moves are, I'm just trying to hit A. It'd be nice to just like have that option and they just took that out. Being able to turn off battle animations. Why'd you take that out? Like these weird things. I'm like, why? Why? When you made so, you clearly care. The way the Pokemon Center, Pokemon Mart, and the um, TMs are all there. Fantastic. Yep, when your Pokemon is going to learn a uh, move, and it's like, do you want to learn this? Do you want to forget one? Do you want us to suggest which one for you? You can change your. Moves. <laughs> I love asking Pokemon. Like, what's up, what do you bro? Think? Like, what, what do you think? think? I don't know. You know, Yo, drop this shit. You know, did y'all <laughs> see? I don't, maybe this is a feature that's already been in Pokemon, but. You can go back and remember moves. You can remember moves. but So that's the thing. These are the quality of life remember stuff that like, makes so <laughs> much sense. Where And in some generations recently, like you have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever been this fluid to be able to go back, remember stuff, forget stuff, like change yeah. your moves like whenever even, you want, even, change your nickname, do all that stuff even just from the menu. Pokemon that you catch, like if they're higher level, like if you go back and try to remember a move, they have a list of moves. Yeah. So now whenever I catch a new Pokemon to add to my party, I then go in and I'm like, cool, now I'm going to customize all your moves with all these moves that you've already forgotten. And it's fucking great. Like I don't have to worry about the tail whips of the world because now I'm like, 
yeah, like get psychic in Straight there, up. get fire blast or whatever in there. The, the TM situation that they have is the best that they've ever had it. Yeah. Totally getting rid of HMs and like this, uh, the the legendary that I'll never forget, the, the, or never remember, remember the name. Remember Maridan, I think? Yeah, I, I was playing Violet, but um, I, I, I mean, love on. janky as hell in so, so many ways, but it's just like in terms of getting around the world, especially in the later game stuff when you have all the abilities, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, and I, the way that they allow you to fly without using fly and like all the stuff that we've seen hinted at in, in some ways in the different games, like sun, a lot of uh, what I loved about sun and moon show up in this um and some of the things i like a little less like the gym bat, uh, tests or whatever that originated in, in sun and moon and i just want them to improve because i really yeah. like the idea of the idea it. of it is good and like there are some of them where i'm like okay oh, no, this, this is, is cool. a good one like there's yeah. one that's basically hey f- solve this um like i figure out this riddle by talking to people in the town right and battling them to get pieces of the riddle and i'm like that's cool that's good and then you get to one that's like yeah where's waldo where's waldo and i'm like Actually, the world there's like I mean, there's multiple of them that are kind of like that. But there's one of them that I was like, all right, this is kind of a fun bit, whatever. Uh, but yeah, stuff like push the ball into the goal or like find the ten different this Pokemon thing that are hidden throughout the town. I'm like, freaking, we didn't need this. Like, yeah. you could have done a different thing here. Yeah. So uh, real quick, I, I want to say to you this before we move on, uh, just about my overall impressions of it. On the technical side, everything everyone's saying is absolutely true. I've never played a game that runs this poorly. It it hurts my soul that it runs this bad and that like something that is this amazing as a Pokemon game is just riddled with so many problems to the point that like I played 95 plus percent on handheld and had so many issues. And I was like, oh, I have a moment where I get to play docked. I might as well try it on my TV. I had to turn it off after a couple of minutes. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get sick watching this. Yeah. Like, it's so bad when you're in some of the cities, like you were talking about um, buying the different glasses or like searching for those. Walking by the stores, trying to understand which ones for socks versus which ones for <laughs> glasses versus like yeah. the 10,000 restaurants things. that they have. Yeah. And it's like this, it's so hard when the names aren't even popping in until you're like right next to it. And it creates this like just visual, just disgust. It's just, yeah. And, the, the thing that's funniest about it is Arceus barely ran better, but looked like 300 times worse, I think. And a lot of that was, I think, Arceus' decision to run at a much lower resolution. It's at least to the naked eye, it seems like Arceus is running at like, fuck, I don't know. I'm just throwing numbers out there. 640p compared to like 720p. Like Arceus looked really, really noisy and a lot more aliased than this game looks. Um, I do think that in moments when uh, you don't have a gigantic open world around you and it's just character art and Pokemon art, like this is the best I think either of those have ever looked. Uh, Either of those, yes. I'm going to say something. I'm going to stand by. No game on the Switch has looked, no Pokemon game has looked better than Let's Go. Let's Go had the best art style. It stuck to it and it just looked good the entire time. Simple, grid-based, all that. Mm -hmm. But like when you look at what that game did, it ran great. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. As great as it's going to. <laughs> uh, but compared to this, fantastic. Uh, and it just looked good the entire time. There was no weird-ass shit happening or anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I feel bad for the people that have dealt with those sort of catastrophic bugs. I haven't had any of those, luckily. It's just, My game crashed seven times. Oh, really? That's Ooh, crazy, that's, I haven't had anything like that. Um, I've just had frame drops, luckily. Yeah, but I've had two crashes in 30, 30-something hours. That any any with, tweet, I've, I've seen it all. And, like, I still love this game. That along with bushes popping in four feet in front of you and 
uh, droves and gangs of Pokemon popping up five feet in front of you. <laughs> like ridiculous. But so so like that that goes back to um, something that I love is like them taking the best from all these other games. Like we've seen the Pokemon in the wild before. We've seen it in Let's Go, and even the like the the self ba- the auto battle stuff. Like those are great features that were in other games that are now kind of being enhanced. Even in RCS, we see the Pokemon and Sword and Shield as the wild areas. I like that in this one, you see families of Pokemon. You see Pokemon bullying other Pokemon. Like you see Pokemon like taking a bath in the waterfall and stuff. But, like you really feel like you're in a Pokemon world. And I think that we to me, you guys have both mentioned the story in different ways. And I feel like a lot of the other games, like the the story is not bad. Like I feel like if you pay attention, it like it is as good as this. I think what makes this one shine the most is that all the different paths you go down are a lot more intertwined than they than they like promoted in the marketing like i think the marketing is kind of bullshit of them just being like you can do whatever you want and it's open world and do anything in any order no no there's an order you're just like pretending there's not you cannot play this game however you want you just simply can't unless you glitch out and do some backwards ass shit and like i don't even know but it's like there's certain things there's an order to this that you have maybe a little bit more leeway than some of the more yeah, but in all the Pokemon games, there's been, like, not all. I feel like there were several moments one. where I'm blocked off from going places in this game. A ton of them. Yeah. So it's like, unless you, only a you, you go, well, it depends on how you, like, navigate it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into spoilers Yeah, because there's, but, like, cause, like, well, I can't cross the river here, so I got to go back over here and do this other thing. But I feel like that's only, there's only, I, out of the all the main goals, I feel like there's only two where, the, like, you physically can't get to unless you, like, progress a bit more. Right, like one of them is like a high place, and the other one is like in the middle of a river. But I think aside from that, I think. But I mean, even then, but even then, about the not physically getting there when when you're going up versus a team that's like all level seventies. Like I just Mm -hmm. feel like if they were going to do this whole like you can go anywhere, they should have had some level scaling. They should have like helped you be able to play with the game. I didn't have the problem because I had a great time and I I lucked out in a way that kind of like brought me where I needed to go, but. Um, I think that in terms of the story, it works the best because all the stories don't get too crazy, at, at least as far as I've been so far, um, and work together to all tell a story of this region. And this region is this one island that makes sense. You're actually going to all of it throughout, and it feels like one world as opposed to like separate stages you're going to. And this is the closest to playing the anime I've ever felt. And I think that right coming off of my high of the anime into this, I was like, holy shit, like... That's why the gym test and all that stuff, while I want them to be a lot better, and there's a couple that are horrible, I'm like, this reminds me of the anime stuff of before they got to go to the gym. They had to do some weird stuff and, like, the Where's Waldo and all this. And I feel like, it, I, I guess I was just kind of right place, right time, so into this that I let a lot of the things that I wouldn't like in other games not go, but I feel like works here in a way that it didn't in the others. And I think it's because of the, the setup of this game. I can't wait to see what they do next yeah. hopefully in five years that's my thing is i think you know there's been a lot of talk on why this game runs as bad as it, as it is and I, as it does and i think there are so many elements of, at play right i think it's the fact that uh you know game free i, I would say i don't know if you, if uh where you guys land on it but i would say that this is probably the biggest like scale they've had for a game free game both in just in terms of like how big the world is, but then also it being a true open world. Like there's so much verticality too. A lot of verticality, like rotate the camera however you want, right? Like this feels like playing a true open world game in that sense. And like Game Freak is a is a dev we know from making handheld games, right? And usually it is like the locked in place, like you're looking down at a grid, right? And they've had those steps toward here, right? They've had um Pokemon Sword, they've had uh Pokemon RCS, right? And I think those have gotten us here, but 
I I think that progression has been a bit quick for them. Uh, and it's been especially quick considering what since it was November last year that we got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and that is three games from Game Freak in the last 12 months, mm-hmm. and that is two open-world games from well, Game no, Freak no, no. in the last... Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl weren't Game Freak. That wasn't Game Freak? Okay. No, gotcha, gotcha, that was gotcha. a, a different company. Okay, even still, right? Pokemon Arceus in this game, that's two open-world games in the last 12 months, mm-hmm. right? And that's, like, insane. <laughs> like, that that's crazy. Um, and I think giving them more time would help. I, uh, I saw floating around, I was talking to, I think, Jake Decker from GameSpot, and he was talking about, like, Game Freak is a small studio, like, a small, relatively studio, right? Talking about putting out these two games in the last year, it's like a hundred and something people at that studio. Um, I think if they want to scale up in this way and they want to go for something of this um, scope, they need. I think they might need more people. I think they'll definitely need more time. And I think they'll probably need more resources, even from Nintendo. It's really interesting because like the unfortunate reality is I don't see it changing anytime soon. And I think that there would be things that need to happen for it to change. And they might all happen at the same time to cause this. But the problem with Pokemon is it's the biggest entertainment franchise in the world. So mm-hmm. what that means is it's not just a video game. There's the video game, there's the card games, there's the anime. Let's just keep it there. There's so much other shit. But all three of those things need to come out at an annual cadence to be able to support each other because that's how they yeah. work, right? Was, we need to go to a new region. We need the new Pokemon to sell the cards. It's like they need all this. That's the thing is I was talking – I, I don't think I was actually in the conversation, but I saw a conversation on Twitter. I forget who was in the conversation. It was game media, media folks, but they were talking about how like – yeah, think about the fact that if you delay a new generation of Pokemon, say you delay Pokemon Scarlet, right? What does that do to merch? What does that do to Pokemon cards? What does that do to the anime? What does that do to like? And the list goes on in terms of the ripple effects that has. And that's not an excuse, right, for them to not delay the game. But I think it's more of a reasoning of, oh, this is why it's so difficult for Pokemon to do it. And that's why we're in the place we're in now where we have a Pokemon game that runs this bad. And an interesting thing, too, is the anime is seeing similar issues where there's just not enough animators to be able to get this done at the cadence that they need to and so they're seeing a lot of of bugs bad frames per second i mean so many (laughs) honestly so many people were complaining i've been recently like looking into and reading about this stuff a lot but like this season and even the last couple seasons people were really upset about the animation quality because it's like really poor and the animators essentially put out a statement that are like guys we're trying our best like when they there's like the season's like being delayed and put into like chunks and stuff just because they're like trying their best to keep up and then the final episodes they put so much into like they're the most animated episodes of all time (laughs) but it's gonna go from that back to like i don't know maybe like maybe it'll run as well as these games do unfortunately but that's the thing is like maybe everyone at some point it's a united front they're like no that's what i we're taking a pause because like i because i was having this conversation i think on this show maybe on twitter also of like you know the exact thing we're talking about in terms of pokemon is such a franchise and ip that spawns way beyond the video games now right you're talking about movies and detective pikachu and i'm sure we'll get more movies soon you're talking about anime you're talking about all these things it is such a machine and it goes back to the sonic problem of like all right they should delay this do they have incentive to delay this when it makes uh so much money and i kind of come back to the idea of uh quality and like the long-term reputation of the product i think that's the thing that nintendo cares about i don't know if pokemon company cares as much about it but like you know nintendo's not going to put out a Mario just put out a Mario. They're not going to put out a Zelda. Just put out a Zelda, right? Like mm, these are Triforce things... Heroes begs to differ, but no, I'm joking. Yeah, but I'm, joking, joking. I'm joking. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But you understand <laughs> where I'm coming from, right? Whereas, like Federation Force, <laughs> you know, if like we would never get a, a knock on. Is there wood around here? 
<laughs> Knock on glass, I guess. We'll we'll never get a Mario game that runs as badly as Pokemon uh, as Pokemon Scarlet. Never. Right? Like I don't think we'd ever get a Zelda game or like a mainline Nintendo IP that they care about that runs as bad as Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon Scarlet or Pokemon in general though is like a top Nintendo IP, right? Nintendo in quotes because Nintendo only own, partially owns Pokemon. It is Pokemon Company or it is Game Freaking Creatures or whatever the makeup of it is. Um, but like, I wonder, I wonder what the conversation is at, uh, is like at Nintendo. Because like, as somebody who does partially own the IP, if I'm Nintendo, I'm stepping in to be like, yo, like, what can we help you or can we like not put these out so rapidly? Why does this game run so bad? We're going to ruin the reputation of Pokemon if if you continue to put them out like this. I hope those conversations are happening because it is unacceptable the way this this game runs for such a high billion dollar franchise. Yeah, like one of the most grossing entertainment franchises. Period. The number one. The number one. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like that. Yeah, it's you're you're so right. It is unacceptable, man. It's this. You know, it sucks because I feel like we're going in circles and as an industry talking about this, Mm -hmm. but it's because we all know it's true. It's like it's an indisputable fact that this is unacceptable for how this game runs for the quality of the game, for the polish of the of what is expected of this franchise, of being a Nintendo product. Of a video stuff, game. Of a triple-A video game. This is what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, anybody that's like, it's not a triple-A video game, they're only saying that because of how shitty it is. Yeah. But it's like, it is, you know? Like, that's, it's so unfortunate in, in so many ways. Add on the Switch hardware, add on all these other factors. There's it's just so like, many ugh. different variables that just contribute to it being a really like below average experience and in some cases a really shitty experience yeah it's technically but that said like goddamn like the game is really fun the soundtrack we haven't talked about the soundtrack yet but i fucking love the soundtrack um i feel like you can hear some of the toby fox influence because he did some of the, the the themes and he tweeted out um that i think he did one of like the field themes and nintendo has like uses the um some of the variations and like some of the other themes in the game and i think it actually comes through um, when you get to some of the themes. I love the the music in it so much. I love the I love the field music, and I I don't love the the battle music, the normal battle music. Jim mm-hmm. boss fights though, when yeah. it starts popping off, and it sounds like the arms theme song. I'm just like, let's fucking it's go. It's so fucking and, and good. Real quick, I want to talk about the um, the crowd. An interesting, yeah, I yeah. love oh, that stuff, man. Fire. And that's why to me, Sword and Shield was such a letdown because when we were first talking about it, of like, like the 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 conceit of this game is. It's open worlds. The first actual open world Pokemon where we're adventuring like that. That's the point. The last one, the whole thing was like, yo, they treat this more like sports than ever before. This is the league. There are 16 different teams and all this stuff. And there's the arenas you're going to. And I was like, this is what I want yeah, from, from this. Like, this is awesome. And um, I love the, the way that they treated it like a spectacle. And then you get to this game. I am just, just on one hand, impressed that all the normal fights are just using the in-game engine. And it's like you just move yep. the camera around, which means you don't see your Pokemon ninety thousand percent of the time because it just doesn't know what to do. Whether the Pokemon's you can click R three uh, to like readjust your camera to because that was the thing I noticed. Too. I was like, why the fuck can't I see my Pokemon? Yeah, most of the it, time. it's just ridiculous though. It's like it just looks it looks like shit. Yeah. Like it's like and, and especially when you see people in the background popping in and out, Pokemon walking through you. It's like. I get what they're going for. That's they, the best. they did not need to go that like to do that when the game doesn't run so well. And then you see the gym fights that function more like how the most recent gens have, but with even more flair to it. Where oh it's God. like the cameras cut in between, like doing the anime zooms, the letterboxing of like when the gym leaders say stuff, which God they even imagine if there was VO. Like even oh man, even the way that like some gym leaders and some like 
high profile uh, opponents will throw the pokeball. There are moments where like that where I'm like, oh, this that's is cool. Awesome. Yeah. So hype, man. And and that's it's that level of polish. The polish of the gym fights and some of the more key story fights that I'm like, yeah. It's there. It's all here. Yeah. The ingredients are here. Just the, please put more budget towards it. Put more people on it. People. Give it more time. It's just it's such a bummer that it's still so fun despite all these issues. And imagine if it wasn't like that. I, I was at, um, talking on my stream the other day about how I, being in this sort of school and having these school uniforms, and every time you like go to a loading screen in the school, you see like kind of like the emblem of your mm -hmm. school, I guess, or whatever. And I was like, when are we going to get a Harry Styles Pokemon? And everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, yeah, like Gryffindor and Slytherin, like have the different houses. And they're like, you said Harry Styles. Like, oh, I meant Harry Potter style. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. Wouldn't that be dope? Like, yeah. like you get drafted into a certain house and like uh, Sorting had their bullshit like totally. Harry Potter fight, you know? Yeah, man. And and honestly, I the I um I've been all over the place with this uh, a little bit, but the uh, the idea of the school being kind of like the main reason of this whole thing existing, and like these kids not being like ten year olds, they seem a little bit older, yeah. and the idea of hey. You're, they're like, yo, you're in school. Now we're time jumping a little bit. Now you're going out in the wild to figure your stuff out, giving a reason for why there's like these people all over the world doing their own things in different ways. I'm like, this is awesome. Like they did such a good job of just setting the stage for why we're doing the things we're doing in this instead of just it feeling like I'm playing Pokemon again, doing yeah. the thing again. I felt like I had a purpose in this one. And I still do. I'm not done with it yet. Do we know why we build relationships with these teachers? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't uh, dive. Like, what are the benefits up? there? Because like every time you go back and talk to a teacher after you, uh, for those who haven't played it yet, you have uh, a home ec teacher and a history teacher and a math teacher and blah blah blah, so on and so forth, and you go learn from them, and it's like a very very short lesson, maybe about a minute long in total. Them just asking you a question and then you answer, and they're like, "All right, that's it for class today," but then you can go back and talk to these teachers. And they might ask you something like, oh, you're back. Hey, how's, you know, how's Pokemon catching out there or whatever? And you just catch up for a bit. And then at the end of it, it says, your relationship has grown with so-and-so. And, -so. See, and I don't really know like, what that benefits. It's the exact persona wording uh, when you level up your social link in, like, Persona 5, where it's like, oh, yeah, and your relationship with this person has grown. And I don't think that's what it is. And this could be a you're wrong thing because I, I, um, I started off exploring that stuff. And I was like, actually, I don't have time for this. Let me just play through the actual game. Um but yeah, I, I had questions about it too. Shout out to Gabe in chat. <laughs> Gabe in the Patreon chat says the nurse with the heart. Oh eyes man, emoji. bunch of baddies in this game. <laughs> they really are. Bunch of baddies. <laughs> I don't like. I have. I'm. It might be a spoiler conversation of like how that stuff might affect because I have ideas of how that could uh, do stuff based on like post game content. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, I think it's just there. For, I. I think a lot of it is just there for tutorial in terms of like, oh yeah, go to biology class and they teach you about Pokemon types or like go to math yeah. class and they teach you about like mechanics or whatever. Um, that said, like the there are certain like story stuff going on with some of the, the teachers and the the school faculty that had me like, oh, interesting. Yeah, like, he's cheating on her. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh damn, like he's fucking he's having an affair I mean, with her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, jokes aside, there are some things in this game that like don't do that, but I was I was surprised. I'm like, huh, like is, there's a this teacher. is a little more intimate and darker than I'd expect from a Pokemon story. There's a teacher who I'm like, are you related to a gym leader? Like, there's like st stuff implied. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, are you this gym leader's 100%. sister? And I was like, wait a second, I kind of want to know more about you got this. sister. 
Wait, what do you think? I was thinking something else. Are you married? Are you thinking about a different system? Uh, mm, uh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I feel like I could talk about this game forever. Like, I cannot believe. I can't wait for y'all to actually finish I it. I know. Because the, so the game's so close. The game's ending is really good. Yeah. Really good. That's awesome, man. Like, getting, I, like I, get, I got emotional during it. I, and I, was, I would never, ever expect that from Pokemon game. I think that's only happened once for me, and that was, like, Pokemon Gold when you go... Uh, at, at the end, go back and meet, uh, like, the original Pokemon, uh, Red. That was, like, the only time where I've ever gotten, like, oh, shit, from a Pokemon, like, gotten hyped for it. It was a moment in here where I'm, like, oh, snap. Like, I, I'm actually, like, all about this right now. It's yeah. still really uh, just bothersome and annoying when you <laughs> look at a gigantic mountain cliff face and it's the same repeating tiling texture. And it's just chips why is the mountain moving oh yeah, oh, yeah all the that. lod's are popping into place yeah the terrain has like lod as well it's just yeah the, the, this game is so messy in so many ways and so great in a lot of different ways so like i i didn't know this about mousehold uh, somebody asked if i read the pokedex entry from mousehold and i guess i must have not because like there's um i'm on uh bulbapedia right now on the mousehold page uh and again mousehold basically tandem mouse is a pokemon that's just two mice that's like just hanging out to, uh, with each other, right? And like that's the whole, the whole pun is tan- two ma- mice in tandem, right? Tandem mouse. Uh, you evolve tandem mouse at level twenty five, and it evolves into mousehold, and it gets like two children, basically. So like now you just have four mice battling, uh, and I fucking love it. Child uh, labor. Child labor. Yeah. This uh, thing here says mousehold has two different forms. The form is determined by an internal value with a one out of twenty five chance of being a family of three. Ah, Instead of a family of four. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Three-leaf clover. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I will say that this game incentivizes me. Normally, when I play through a Pokemon game, back in the day, I used to just be like, I'm going to get my team. I'm only going to use them. I don't really care about catching them all. Maybe I'll do that at the end of it, and that's it. In my older age, I'm like, I always try to catch them all in the beginning. Like for the first couple routes, I'll be like, I'm gonna get all of them before I move on. That ends up stopping. Give up pretty quick. I get like two badges. I'm like, I'm gonna. I just want to fucking finish this. This game, I'm like, I want to. I'm clearing out every single area as I move forward. I'm having so much fun. It's incentivizing me to level up different Pokemon. I Sword and Shield, I thought was like mind-numbingly easy and handholdy. This one, I feel like the ease of it. works in its favor in terms of like it's just fun like they're they're getting you to want to train different pokemon and play with the new ones and old ones and like see what happens the, the way i've strategized in this game i think goes beyond the way i've strategized in a, any pokemon game prior where one i found this game at moments to be challenging and i think it was the open world this of it where i would go to a gym and i'm like oh okay i've gone too far <laughs> like this gym is a bit more powerful and uh than i am and i like i would have those moments where i'm like all right i'm gonna try it and then i'll get you know, two back to back where I lose, and on the third one, I'm like, all right, I, I need to, you know, do this with this Pokemon, do this with this Pokemon, and like make this Pokemon my lead. And I'm actually thinking about gym battles more than I would in previous Pokemon, where I'm just fucking steamrolling through them. But now, like my team, my current Pokemon team, every Pokemon has some sort of role, right? Where like uh, I have Tinkaton on my team, which is like a um, fairy steel type. And most of my Pokemon, or actually I guess half of them, have like two types to them, right? Because now I'm thinking on that level of like, all right, I got to have multiple types. Each Pokemon, like, you're going to have one of each type if I can get like more of it variety. In oh, there like this type water type has a psychic move. Fuck Ooh. yeah. Oh my God. I get so excited about that shit. But like my Tinkaton, for example, like one of the moves, oh, what's it called? It's called Fake Out. I think it's called Fake Out, right? Um, it's a move where you go, it's like Quick Attack, where you'll go, go first every single time. Um, and once it hits, it'll make the opponent flinch. But you can only use it once per entrance of that Pokemon. And it, I think you have to use it on the first turn of that entrance, right? So it's always a thing of, 
all right, if a previous Pokemon got you down to like little health, I'm immediately, uh, if, if that Pokemon dies, right, I'm immediately throwing in Tinkaton to then do fake out to like knock them down a little. Or like if I can do that and then follow it up with my uh, uh, Gigaton hammer, Gigaton hammer, uh, that's like my immediate like go to with that Pokemon. I have another one, uh, fucking Mouse Hold, right, who is very fast for some reason and like whenever i have that that uh, that motherfucking family out like they're going first on, on any turn um and like that is my all right like you got three different moves i'm going to depending on the type right i have bullet scene which is a grass type like repetitive mood move i have beat him up or beat up which is like my dark type move that is like the six hits if i have a full team i have population bomb which is an aggressive wow. name for, <laughs> for a move but it's essentially a move that can hit like up to 10 times right one to 10 times and it's a roll of the dice that I'm like, like you are my ringer. Like you are, I, I, I am having you out there in crucial situations when I need you, right? Like I am thinking about my Pokemon team way deeper uh, in terms of strategy than I've done in any other Pokemon game. Uh, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I've loved this game on a gameplay level. I think this game is up there in terms of Pokemon for me. I'm right there with you in terms of like playing with a lot of new ones, changing it out, thinking about the strategy, gym to gym to gym. But then I hit a point, I, I would say maybe like 65% of the way through where I was like, okay, I'm starting to get to a point where we're hitting a level, like level 45 or something like that. I'm like, what's my team looking like? And I made some hard decisions. And you know what? I had to be true to my heart, and I had to do what I got to do. So, Andy, let me tell you my team right now, all right? I have an Arcanine named Moose. I have a Jolteon named Toretto. I have an Umbreon, because Umbreon's dope as dope shit, shit, right? So the darkness, dope. are you kidding me? I need a shiny one, though, because the black with the blue looks way cooler. I have a Gyarados, of course. A Lucario, you know? Show a little love outside yeah. of Gen 1 and 2. And I have a blanket on the last one, but he's a dope. Oh, Haunter. Haunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm so close to making the decision to getting rid of my fire crocodile. I did it on the going, going for an Arcanine because, like, I, I need a fire Pokemon. Oh, you're fucking up, man. I, I, Torch Song? I immediately, no, no, no. Celadurge or what? Yeah, Celadurge. Celadurge, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, he has a he has a move that he gets called Torch Song. That's oh, that's great, and it's a great move. He's just he's just ugly as fuck. And like oh. like we know, like we know, whenever you play Dark Souls games, you have Fashion Souls, and that's where you just like, hey, fuck the build. I want to look dope as hell, and that's usually my strategy in Pokemon. I want like the coolest looking Pokemon, and I just don't love this third evolution. What miles better than the second evolution of of oh, the second evolution is fucking dude is fucking ugly. horrid. I had a, I had like a like a horror movie moment of like looking at my Pokedex and it looked like it only had two evolutions and I was like or like two forms <laughs> and I was like oh is this the first Pokemon game where they're not doing a third form and I was like I hope not because this motherfucker is ugly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, do I want to go for? But also the Sharkadet guy that I ended up catching after several hours of like I can't find this dude. Eventually, I had to eat a stew that helped me find fire Pokemon easier. I ended up catching him. He's got a really cool second evolution. Um, I, I'm kind of building it up. I have this stupid little dragon named Baggin <laughs> <laughs> that ended up evolving into like some weird ass. I don't know. He looks like a, a, I don't know, just like a cylinder. But apparently, the third evolution where he becomes his full dragon form is like really sick. It's just one of those like you know, patience, you know, is key and you're rewarded if you're patient with it because otherwise he looks pretty stupid in Evolutions 1 and 2. I just want a dope-ass, sexy-looking squad, you know? And... Celadurge or whatever his Skele name is. Skeledurge. Skeledurge. 
Just not doing it. He looks like a fucking clown, bro. He's got the dark side, Andy. He's got the fire on the side of his head. He looks like a clown. He looks like a clown. I love this little guy. Also, I didn't realize that somebody in my YouTube comments helped me out. Uh, The second form, he's got that little little, uh, fire thing on him, right? He has like a sombrero, but the thing in the middle is the fire egg that then hatches into the fire bird. Oh, I didn't realize the bird that. bird and the crocodile. Oh, yeah. I love Whoa. that fucking bird. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, somebody in the chat, where, uh, Ushi Noneko says, Pomo is my current main Pokemon. So cute. When I tell you, I got Pomo's ass, ass out of my pocket. I, I had to get rid of Pomo. Pomo was such a weak link. That's, the, mo- that, that, that's the most basic sec- second evolution where it just looked like a lighter skin version, bigger version up. of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer, but I'm... And Pomo was getting their ass beat in every single battle I was in. I was like, bro, get out of here, man. I have an Azumarill as my water dude, um, and I'm close to getting whatever this version of Butterfree is. It's probably like a much older gen that I'm just not aware of, uh, but it's a big-ass butterfly that has Psybeam, which is pretty neat. I may get it out of there as well. There's a lot of, like, routes we can take because, again... The ease of not only catching a shitload of them, but also the fact that they don't make it super rare. It's not a super rare occurrence to see third and second gen or third and second evolutions out there in the wild. I mean, I caught I caught the Jolteon and Umbreon. Yeah, that yeah. There's a the area that I'm exploring around right now has a Flareon somewhere out there that I want to find. Um, Dude, I, I, I walked around sandwiches or whatever. I walked around one area because like on the map you saw the it had like a picture of an Eevee. And I, I walked around this area for like 30 minutes. Me too. It didn't see one. Me neither. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck? You, All you, right. You got to eat sandwiches for that shit. Because those are the rarer spawns. And you, not only just sandwiches, but any meal that'll show you like encounter type fire. And if you eat that meal, then you go out and suddenly there was a fuckload of shark cadets when really they were a super rare spawn. But you eat the meal that kind of coincides with the type. That's so cool. not only for encounter types, but catching those types or... You know, whatever it is that serves you in that moment. But, man, I'm having a blast. I just want to keep on playing. Me too. That's game. Me too. So, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about this game more uh, in the time to come. I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere in our Game of the Year conversation, which blows my mind. Right? Because <laughs> I would have never expected that, but it's definitely up there for me. Not number one. Oh, but, no. you know, it's in that. It's in the top It'll 10. probably, honestly, it'll probably make my top 10, top 10 list. If I, sit down, all, I, think I mean, about it. I'm loving this. It's in my top five. Like, there's not even a question. Like, it, despite the fact that it is horrible <laughs> so many ways but like that's not the game it's the rest of it um but we're gonna talk a little bit about somerville a game that both andy and bless have beat but we're gonna do that after a word from our sponsors shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode look how cool i look you too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of 200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest black friday sale Ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. If you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else, no need to worry. Avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns. You will either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. Act now for the best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Somerville. 
Andy, let's start with you. Somerville is a game that I had pretty high hopes for. I think especially because they really wanted to get the game out there in time for Game of the Year conversations. I thought, oh, damn, we must have something super special on our hands. Uh, Somerville is by some developers from Inside, from Play Dead, uh, Studio Play Dead. Um, and I believe... Jumpship is the name of the new studio. Jumpship is the name of the new studio. I believe it's a lot of artists from the team. Um, not necessarily a whole lot of designers. If I'm remembering that correctly, I could be way off. Uh, correct me in the comments down below. Um, Somerville is a kind of adventure game, side-scrolly type thing where it's you and a family and some shit goes down in the world. And I don't really want to spoil a whole lot. Um, but you are trying to survive in this world after there's been kind of like an alien-ish attack on where you live. Uh, it is gorgeous. Art style is phenomenal. Art direction's phenomenal. I love the sound design. I think the game is pretty mediocre at the end of it, though. Um, yeah. It's really short, though. It's about four hours long. And I feel like there's a lot of good ideas there, just not a whole lot of execution. And I think that it really feels like a bunch of artists made a game with not necessarily like a huge emphasis on design. There's a lot of like physics puzzles that can get kind of clunky. I think this game is so frustrating to control. Um, there are several moments where you need to grab a, a knob or a switch or something and you have like this sort of power with you. And the amount of times that I thought that what I was trying to do wasn't possible simply because my character wouldn't grab on to the thing. You have to be in like the perfect pixel area to grab onto something or else, I mean, again, there have been several times where I'm walking around like, I guess I can't do this. And I'll circle back around like 15 minutes later like, oh, I could grab it. It's just, I wasn't in the right spot. It's really, really frustrating control. The game has, it, it may be fixed now, but when we played it about a week and a half ago, something like that, a lot of performance issues. Um, for a game that isn't really necessarily that graphically demanding, it doesn't look like. It isn't like you're playing a crazy 4K ray tracing type video game. Um, it The game ran totally fine until you hit certain patches where it's dipping down into like the 20 and 30 frames per second areas. Um, so that, those moments were a bit frustrating. But yeah, I think that I, it's going to be on game. It's on Game Pass right now, actually. I think it's worth at least trying out, but I don't think it's going to knock anybody's socks off. I think it's unfortunately a game that I was overall a little bit disappointed by at the end of the day it, it's such a cool concept um and they it it's really nice presentation as well but man i just at the end of it felt a little bit disappointed by everything and it gets towards the end of it it gets super obtuse with its storytelling and it's trying to do like it's trying to be really heady yeah and it just kind of fails for me unfortunately bless yeah, I think I'm a bit higher on it, but I don't disagree with a lot of what Andy's saying. I think for me, it's a game that I, I would say is really good, or I would say it's pretty good, right? I think for me, my disappointment just comes from the fact that this is a studio made up of people that came from Play Dead, and Play Dead, of course, made Limbo and Inside. And those are both games that I'll put up there as like, oh, these are masterpieces. Like, these are masterclasses. Inside is one where I would almost describe as a perfect video game, just in terms of 
the puzzle design, the story, the meaning behind it, the amount of animation and polish in every single movement, right? Like, you know, the storytelling just kind of within this world, you know? Yeah, and like establishing a location, establishing an interesting world that you want to know more about the mystery, the mystery of Inside. Inside did so much uh, in its genre, and <clears throat> that is with puzzle design where, you know, it, the Inside is a 2D, 2D puzzle platformer, pretty much like every other bit you are running into a puzzle that you got to figure out how to solve. But every animation feels like it accounts for the puzzle that you're solving. It feels like they went in and they're like, every moment is going to be accounted for. Every moment is going to be polished in this game. Um, Somerville, I think, is working off of a lot of what made Play Dead games and made Inside special right i think the visuals are there i really like the art style the mood the tone the mood the tone the way they establish the world and like the opening i'd say 30 minutes of somerville are off the chain yeah like so much so that i finished the first 30 minutes and i texted the slack and i was like y'all you guys might have to play somerville like this game actually seems like it's about to do something uh but then i think the game is then let down by multiple things. It's a lot of what Andy's talking about. The game doesn't run consistently. Um, and that was the thing that I thought was my PC. I was like, oh, maybe my PC's busted. I don't know. But then I tried it at the uh, um, the studio uh, PC when capturing footage for Roger. And I was like, oh, no, it runs bad here, too. Yeah. Right? And I also heard that it doesn't run well on Steam Deck, either. Um, and so oh, yeah. Steam Deck was a... Uh, just a, a non-issue for me. I booted it up for five minutes. I was getting 15 frames. Nope. Just yeah. immediately shut it off. So the game seems uh, seems badly optimized, at least on PC. Um, the animations, right? Talking about like how good the animations are, are in, in Inside are. I like some of the way that the characters move in this because there is kind of like this rag dolly. Like, okay, there, th- this fits within the, within the style, but then you get into places where it just doesn't feel polished, right? Where it is. My character is sneaking through a crevice, and so they put their arm up to, like, put it on the wall. But then their arm will start freaking <laughs> out, and, like, you can definitely tell that it's fighting against the textures. Uh, there are moments where uh, I think the this game being more of a 3D environment that you're traversing as opposed to a 2D space lends to more your character getting lost, where it is, all right, I'm going to go out the front door, and then you walk a direction, and you're like, that's not where I want to go. And then, like, you have to walk around the thing. It's kind of hard to get a read sometimes on where exactly you are. It's the issue I have with (laughs) beat-em-ups. Yeah, and then honestly, like, I described it in our TikTok review as adventure, choose your own adventure game, Jank. Like, I think it's a bit bit of that as well, where it is, all right, what's the thing I want to do? Okay, let me go do this. Oh, can I do this? All right, let me try and do this. Uh, I can't tell if I'm supposed to do this because the animation's not great, right? It's kind of that process where you're doing things like, oh, I'm going to open this this door by lifting up this plank that's blocking it, and uh, you kind of have to, you kind of have to understand that you need to go to that plank and then lift it up, but, like, the animation just, I don't think, is all the way there to convey that um, as well. And then some of the puzzle design, I think it can be hit or, hit or miss. There are puzzles that I do really like in this game, and I think it succeeds enough in these puzzles. But then there is a handful of puzzles that uh, I don't think follows the rule set of how to make a good puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right? The idea of, like, all right, introduce one mechanic, introduce another mechanic. Now let those mechanics play together. All right, now, like, I, I, there's a way in which you introduce rules to a, to a player that I think lends to them having those eureka moments of oh okay yeah like i learned this thing okay this is how this thing is supposed to go there's a puzzle puzzle early on involving a bucket and like liquid in the game that like involved elements that i think they just didn't teach you at any point right I, i played the beginning of the game about three times up to that point and i was paying attention to it the second or third time and i was like all right when do why they did teach you play me? the beginning of the game the cat well so many times 
The second time, I think it's because I lost the save. Because there was no cloud saves. There was no Steam cloud saves. Oh, I think that's a what massive it was. Yeah. Bummer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played the first hour and a half of it here at work, and then Barrett was like, oh, there's no Steam cloud saves. In my mind, I thought he meant that I couldn't play it on Steam Deck. Yeah. But, and then I went home, and I was like, oh, that's what he meant. That Damn. fucking yeah. sucks. I got to restart all of this. Yeah, and so I played the game multiple, uh, the beginning of the game multiple times, and there's a puzzle you get to where it is, all right, take the bucket, get some liquid in it and now like these little guys will follow the liquid or whatever and i was like you guys never taught me that like you guys never taught me uh, uh taught me th- this rule and that led to me being stuck for like 15 minutes until i got it and i was like how the fuck was i supposed to get that yeah and i think there's a couple of moments uh, uh of that throughout the game um there are really good puzzle moments that give you the re- the eureka moments and then there are others that like I- i'm not the biggest puzzle gamer i like tend to avoid them but like i just there's no worse feeling than when you finally fix, uh, complete a puzzle and you go, oh, that was, that was the solution? That's really bad. Like, that's yeah. not a good solution to whatever it is you were trying to get me to do. Some Especially of it, when the point of the game is puzzles. Puzzle yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it is them trying to just utilize a lot of physics-based stuff as opposed to just, like, this is a binary puzzle where, like, it's either you do it or you don't. Sometimes it isn't always clear whether doing it is possible when really it's like oh i was standing three degrees to the left if i would have just kind of maneuvered my way i don't want to spoil anything but again it's just a lot of it is physics based in some moments and it gets really frustrating and like when that stuff works like for again inside as as an example when you uh, when you push something in inside and it falls through another thing and it's like wow this is all happening in real time in the world oh my god that shit is so cool and i think that's what makes games like that special and fun and that takes a lot of dev time and a lot of polish and a lot of work um there are times in this game where it's like oh man you needed more time with that like you needed more time to polish this through and actually make this the make this a thing that gives that oh shit this is cool kind of moment um but then there are other there are other moments where i'm like oh this is a really cool mechanic right like a lot of the puzzles are uh deal with shifting states of matter and i think when that stuff works where it is all right, let me go through this. I'm going to melt all this all this stuff that's around me. Uh, I think that stuff is fun, right? When you're dealing when you're dealing with, okay, I need to get this cord over here and pull it over here and it kind of works like a last part 2 almost with the rope, except it's not like it's not as impressive as that cuz like that was really impressive, but when you have those moments and like shit comes together, it's like, oh man, that's dope. But I think there's also enough times where uh, it feels janky and it just doesn't feel as polished where that stuff can kind of let down. And then I also agree with Andy in terms of the ending. The ending is so obtuse. And you can tell that they're really trying to go for it. They're really trying to, I think, have that, like, I can't, I, it sucks that I have to keep referencing inside, but it's the same, some of the same folks, so I kind of have to. They're trying to have that, like, oh, shit, like, kind of ending, right? That, that kind of recontextualizes the way that you view the game and, you know, understand what's going on. But I think it was a bit too much uh, for a bit too long. And by the time I finished it, I was kind of like, all right, what the fuck did I just play? Like, what is happening? I don't understand this anymore. Um, you also get the multiple ending type things, which you yeah. see in a lot of video games these days, where it's end it here and continue the machine or, you know, break the mold and be start a new horizon sort of thing. And uh, largely just kind of fell flat because usually when you end a game and you get the quote-unquote bad ending, it usually feels kind of, final and like that's the moment that that's the moment that i kind of have have come to grips with and i will have to accept but it in here it just really felt like well let me just restart the checkpoint like it, yeah. I, I don't know there's something about it that just felt like 
so inconsequential that I was like, oh, let me just go for whatever the better ending is. There's still a better ending out there that I wasn't able to figure out or find out because the final puzzle was just so kind of confusing. Um, but yeah, even I, I was telling Blessing about the ending, like, well, did you know that you could do that at the end? And he was like, oh, shit, no, I didn't know that. Well, there's an extra thing on top of that that I wasn't able to figure out. And this, uh, you know, this might conclude the most vague review of a po- of a video yeah. game ever. <laughs> I mean, well, it's pretty clear. It sounds, like, it sounds like we know where you guys are at on it. Yeah. It didn't reach the heights that we'd hope it would from no. people but that were involved. I, I'd give it like a three out of five. I'd give it a three yeah. out of five. And I give it a four out of five. And it's one that I'll say, if you're a fan of the genre, for sure, check it out. Like, I think I do think there's a, a lot of good here and a lot of fun to be had. Like, I'm I'm very glad I played it, but also it and is it's not, super short too. It's, and it's super short. Like I beat it probably in like three hours. And I think the story, the tone, and the vibe and the art style for me was there all the way through up until the ending. Um, like there are moments in this game. Like there's one moment where you're walking uh, across like I'll say a big field with a bunch of which with a bunch of tents. <laughs> it's like the mo- most vague I can put it. That like I thought was visually really stunning. I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. Um, but. Yeah, like it just didn't reach those heights of like if if you're somebody who's only into this kind of genre or this kind of game for something that's the level of inside, then this probably won't be that for you. But if you're somebody that really likes puzzle games or really like really likes um puzzle platformers or like adventure puzzle games, I think I think it could be worth it, especially on Game Pass, I think um yeah. is a, is an ideal way to get into it. Wes, are you super excited for Callisto Protocol? I am. You know who else is? Who's that? Greg Miller. Greg Miller is super excited for Callisto Protocol. Imagine how excited he was to meet one of the game stars and star of the boys, Karen Fukuhara. Did he ask her about the game and Jack Quaid? Of course he did. Check it out. Monkia. As I live and breathe, Karen Fukuhara. How are you? How, thank you so much for coming in and <laughs> making the time to Skype in with us and uh, Zoom in. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I, I'm excellent. It's, it's exciting to have you here. Of course, I'm a big boys fan, but I'm uh, also a huge fan of Glenn and everything Striking Distance has been working on and how Callisto Protocol looks. So it's exciting to be able to talk to you about that. I want to start with how did you get involved with the project? Yes, um, I auditioned during the pandemic. So I did my audition in my living room. Uh, with my boyfriend, <laughs> with my, you know, you know, the drill, uh, the the lighting kits and your uh, like a little tripod, everything. Um, yeah. And I, uh, it was one of my first uh, auditions or like, I think maybe I've done three in the past, two to three in the past uh, video game audition. So I was very new to the genre. Um, to be honest, I had to do a lot of research, like upon booking the role of, like little terms that I didn't know. I, I, I I'm such a noob when what, it comes to what the terms video game stuck out world. To you? What terms stuck out? To like you? NPC. What does it mean to like idle? Uh, what is a Z post? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. things like that. Um, and you know Google was a, a great friend, but also Chris was um, so so nice, and um, he 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 was uh, able to explain everything to me. So I was in good hands. So talk to me about that. You know, I think uh, video game actors, voice actors, like uh, as the years have gone on and my career has progressed, I've seen it kind of fall away where it used to be, of course, you'd book a big name actor. They'd be a voice actor. They'd come in. They wouldn't know the project. They just bounce on it. Obviously, when you're dealing with something, a game in 2022, uh, you're talking about mocap. You're talking about all these different things. You're talking about like uh, it actually being you and the performance capture. Mm-hmm. When, 
did you say, okay, I want to start auditioning for video games? Talk about this being like your third one. What what drew you to them? Uh, honestly, to be honest with you, I um, I I didn't ask. It just came into my emails. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it it was uh, it was dealt with in the same way that I would um, any other film and TV role uh, or film and TV audition. Um, it, it has the breakdown, so you kind of know uh, who your character is, and then you get the sides. So you have your lines, and um, you get to really play. Um, and what I what drew me most to this project in particular was um, a getting to work with Glenn. Um, obviously I, I, I found out that he had worked on Dead Space, which is a cult classic, uh, within the genre For sure. and, um, finding out that this was, you know, he created Striking Distance, um, in order to make this game. So it's really his passion project. Um, I was really interested to see, uh, what he had planned for. Um, and then on top of that, I was told that this is not just, you know, the type of gaming that I was familiar with from my childhood is, you know, uh, none of it was story-based. It was uh, like Mario Party and uh, like, you know, uh, like Mario Kart, like Nintendo games. I was talking about it, yeah, running, hitting the question mark, running. You finish the level, move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, um, uh, and it's just grown so much from that. nowadays and being able to play a character that has depth that has a past um you know that really has like the why behind all of it and um uh, the the player getting to connect with these individual characters like that that was what drew me to um uh being in a video game when you talk about like you know your past with games and the mario party and just you know the more nintendo stuff were you keeping up with this? Were you surprised by getting this audition and looking in and seeing where games were at? I I was surprised. I was shocked. Um, once I got the role, I, I was talking to my boyfriend and he, uh, he plays games and I have a lot of gamer friends and, um, you know, we watched Dead Space on YouTube because I didn't realize that people like play games and then they have viewers play, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's totally. It's a huge world. It's a huge community, and um, I, uh, I, it was my first like time being exposed to it all. And um, in my boyfriend's words, he said, "It's just like a movie, but For it's sure. better because you get to play it and you get to be the characters." Um, and I think that's that's excellent. You know, um, sure. every I, I think every audience member uh, watching a movie or a TV show has wondered, like, "Oh, what is it like to?" to be these characters in these fantastical worlds and um, in the video game industry, like you can do that. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, it's really exciting. Well, it's an exciting space. What's always cool about it. I feel is that, uh, especially for you coming into the Callisto, right. Is that it's survival horror, right. But horror is such a big part of it. And yeah. every horror movie, right. When you're watching it at some point, you go, Oh, why would you do that? Or why would you do blah, blah. that is how it is to play a horror game and have someone on the couch next to you where they are like, what, why would you go down yeah. that alleyway? Why would you do yeah. that? Like you get to have yeah, that experience yeah. here. Yeah, no, that that's exactly what I say whenever I watch a horror film, which is not that often, but I always <laughs> like, like you get a phone call. I'm like, don't pick it up. You're alone in this house. Exactly. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, one of the things that obviously we've seen your character in the trailers, we haven't heard a lot about her. So uh, tell me okay. about who you play in the Callisto Protocol. 
Yes, I play a character named Danny Nakamura. She is a resistance um, leader uh, of a group called The Outer Way. And she grew up, uh, was born and raised in, on the planet of Jupiter. And she's in this game, she's trying to uncover the secrets in Black Iron Prison, which is located on uh, Jupiter's dead moon, Callisto. And within that process of trying to find out this you know, dark secret, uh, she encounters Jacob, who was played by Josh Duhamel. Is that that's all you're gonna give me? What? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I need to know I, I'm more. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. The I, game's know, so far away. I need, yeah, that, that is a lot. Lie. I guess. How yeah. do you get in the headspace of somebody who was born on Jupiter, who's leading the resistance? Yeah. Like, what do you do for that when you get your sides? You get your script. You look through it. Oh yeah, you know, just like digging into my own dark secrets <laughs> and my dark past. <laughs> no, um, you know, she. What I love about Danny is that she, um, she's really become the person she is because of her hardships. Um, but she hasn't really. Uh, she's jaded, but she hasn't lost um, her past really uh she she ha she's not exactly like a typical hero but she has this sort of um like code that she lives by and th i think that's what um that's what's really interesting about the character for you being now on the other side of the project right going from just learning kind of where mm -hmm. video games are at to now obviously doing press for that what for yeah. you was the biggest surprise you think you learned about the uh, video games from the experience um, a lot of things. I mean, technical aspects like, uh, you know, filming for, for video games is a lot like film and TV, but, uh, there's, there was a huge learning curve, um, especially for someone like me that's never done it before. Uh, you have to imagine everything. Sure. You have to imagine that there is this like huge explosion in front of you on this planet that you've never been on. Um, and of course we get concept art to look at beforehand and we, uh, we, we have like a table read uh, per se, but um, when you're acting, it, it, it's all imagination. And so working that muscle was, uh, was a challenge. Um, my first day I, I kept running into walls and, um, there, Chris was like, that's an elevator. Like you have to press <laughs> these imaginary buttons first. Like, yeah. like you have to imagine that you're going up, like things like that was, um, was a huge challenge for me. Uh, spatial awareness is not my forte. <laughs> well, again, say. like when you're on a soundstage, right. in the ping pong ball suit. And like, you're saying, like, you're getting this stick that has a neon tape at the end. That's a gun. And this is what's going. And like, I've had so many uh, friends who are actors in games talk about it being like, it's like doing the lowest budget stage play where yeah everything mm -hmm. is imagined right you're on this set and maybe yeah. you have a crate to work off of but you have to imagine that creates a car mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly and um you know with our game there's a lot of like suspense and like brutality and like gore involved that's but a glenn game also... that's a glenn game yeah, yeah that's a glenn <laughs> game that's a glenn game yeah but you're also imagining that aspect right sure. so it's uh in when I'm, you know, when I'm filming something for uh, like a TV series, let's say, um, there are practical effects happening. Uh, there's people like shooting blood into your face and like things exploding, actually exploding in front of you. Um, and like the tension that you feel um, being on set and feeling uh, and being in that like reality of things, um, that all comes 
from you in video game. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really difficult, I sure. would say. Um, and if you don't have like the courage to really dive into it and uh, really invest and um, stick to like, like, oh, you're really doing it. Like this is really happening to me. Then like that your performance is not believable. Um, so yeah, it, it takes a lot of like mental gymnastics, I would say. To, to do video game. I can only imagine, yeah, especially, you know, yeah. coming off of, uh, you know, the, the projects you work on that are these uh, big budget shows and movies, right, where they, yeah, they're spraying the blood in your face and you don't have to imagine much. They're telling you what it is, right? Uh, sit there yeah. and imagine yeah, yeah. it's got to be a different beast. So the question then comes as we approach, you know, uh, December 2nd release date here for Callisto yeah. Protocol. How are you going to experience it? Are you going to play it or are you going to sit next to your boyfriend yes. and sit there and yell at him like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, I, I'm, this will be the first, uh, story-based game I will play in my life. Um, so, uh, I'm really, really excited. I am kind of worried because I, if it's really difficult, I don't know if I'll get through the game. And then if I, if I can't, if I personally can't get through the game, then will I be able to watch the end? I don't know. Um, that's when YouTube comes in handy. That's when YouTube comes in handy. They'll have it for you. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. I was uh, telling Chris earlier, I was like, maybe I can watch you play it because he, (laughs) he knows all of the little aspects. He knows when all the jump scares are, all of that. So uh, close your eyes now. All right. Get ready to tap a button now. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do it that way. Yeah. That'll be my, uh, that'll be my second backup plan. Yeah. Uh, as we wind down here, uh, one of my questions is related to one of my friends and one of your friends. I need okay. to know mm-hmm. when and how long did you hold this over Jack Quaid's head? Because Jack is such a big video game player that when you discovered you were in the spiritual successor to Dead Space, I hope you held this over his head and just made him feel like uh, Oh, I love that you mentioned Jack because he is actually uh, one of the only people that like found out the trailer was out before I did. <laughs> like, he was so excited. He texted me the trailer. He was like, Karen, oh my God, you're in this game. No, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh the trailer. Oh, sorry. Oh, the trailer's out. Um, I didn't even know. Um, he is really excited. I'm definitely gonna um gonna get him a game. He's out here in Toronto filming with me. So I'm gonna slip him a Chris, uh, an early Christmas gift, um, and hopefully he, he loves it as much as we do. So. I'm sure he would like that. I did ask him if there were any embarrassing questions he wanted me to ask you, and he said, text back, uh, wanted, to ask you, wanted you to ask uh-huh. her, be honest, who do you think made a better Morbius for Halloween, you or Claudia? And then he did send this image in case you have, if anybody hasn't seen oh it. That's, God, what, that's, that's what we're so judging funny. off of there for what that's it is. That's so funny. Um, so we had a Halloween party uh, uh, with some of our castmates and crew um a few weeks ago and claudia his girlfriend and i like had no idea what we should be and but we had been talking about watching morbius for the longest time and we had just put it off so long so on the day we uh we we watched it all together um jack had watched it um and but he joined us and uh we we ordered everything on amazon um before but only half of the things arrived Uh, as as as, that is definitely the 2022 experience for halloween yeah so we only had the teeth but the teeth were not made to put in your mouth they were like decor like table decoration (laughs) so they didn't really fit they're really uncomfortable and then we had the beard but like it was just 
<laughs> it was just a mess. Um, and I would say one of my best uh, costumes ever. It was just like super fun getting to do it with her and like Jack was there. It, it was just, it was, it was a ball of fun. So um, I would say we're, we're tied. You okay, know what? Well, she, she ordered the answer. costume. She okay. ordered the costume. So uh, I'll give props to her. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Karen, I can't wait to play Callisto Protocol. I'm so excited you're in it as a fan of your work. So congratulations. And we can't wait to see more. Thank you so much. Uh, please let me know how you think about, uh, like, what you think about the game. I am excited to, to see your reactions. Oh, you'll see it right here on the Kind of Funny Games cast. Yes.